Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here's your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with the spectacular, moving Kimberly Rose. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Hey, thanks for uh, hello everyone us on the show today. Uh, this show would not be as put together without you. Oh, well, of course. For a lot of reasons. Yes, I, I I I enjoy doing the research. Yes, and I also know that both of us are extremely passionate, and I know that comes out both in the research and the sharing of what we've learned. Yeah. And what we know. And today we have a little bit of uh, a background um, because we have vaped. Correct. And, and we still, you know, in, in some ways do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so not only do we have knowledge, we have background. Uh, we have experiences from our family, friends, and customers. Uh, and just an itch to always dig into clinical, find out where everybody's at in science. Yes. Uh, I have kind of an analytical brain. So, oh, you know what? I want to share with everybody. We're adding a component to our shows. And that component is called the drama minute. Yes. A minute of drama at the end of each one of our shows from now on. And why? Because the cannabis industry is a shit show. Yes, it is. And there is <laughs> lots of drama. But we always want to pick, we just want to pick one little drama. Yeah, we're going to give one, we're going to deliver one piece at the end of each show. Now, there's two sides to this reason we wanted to do this. It's kind of entertaining. Yeah. That's not, uh, listen, when things are as chaotic as it is right now, it is entertaining to kind of hear about it, be a part of it, and then you can also watch it evolve. And that leads to the second part of why we chose to do this is it is. It's part of a story that is being told. And this story is going to go down into the history books. Yeah. I mean, some days we're like, well, can we get to the <laughs> next chapter of oh this God. story? Right. We've been stuck in this, this chapter for way too long. So, so, yeah. Yeah. so just know that at the end of every show, we're going to have the drama minute. Yes. A I thought this one of was drama funny. Drama in the cannabis industry. Yeah, when I found this one, I thought it was a little. Oh, okay. Now we see what's really going on. Yep. It's oh. that aha moment. It's an aha moment, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to make a little note here. All right, let's start with our content today. Our content today is about vaping. And we chose that because vaping in both places of cannabis, the hemp plant, CBD users, CBG users, and so on, as well as marijuana, both recreationally and medically. Vape is taking a lot of traction because it is one of the quickest delivery mechanisms. It's also uber convenient. Yes. For those two reasons, they're gaining a ton of traction. The only thing that is in the way is a little apprehension. 
Well, I mean, and you can't say it's not founded because I we absolutely had a agree scare, with you. and yep. so, and of absolutely. course, um, I don't want to say as media does, they over sensationalize. Yeah, absolutely that too. Spot on. But they also needed <clears throat> to inform, so this was something that needed to get out into the public right away. So, yeah, those individuals that were making those cartridges yep. were stopped. And the people that were using those cartridges stopped immediately. Yeah. So. And in this second half, we will go through some clinical studies for you. We have four of them prepared. So you'll get a chance to see their side, their perspectives Yeah. on the health concerns regarding vaping. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, we're just going to go through the mechanics of it. Yes. So some of the apprehension that we have noticed is that, wow, I don't know how to use one. I don't know what to buy. I don't know anything. This carrier thing that it's mixed, all these things are questions that a lot of consumers out there do not have the answers to, and we're going to help you with that. Let's go ahead and start with the biggest question on the minds of those who are either vaping or want to vape, and that is, what the heck is in it that I should be concerned about, and what can I vape? What, yeah. what could be in it? What to look for. All righty. So we just we titled this one, Vape Ingredients. What can you vape? Now, people are asking this question because it's there's no science that is concerned about vaping the plant material at all. Okay? There's no science out there suggesting there's a problem whatsoever. Mm -hmm. All right. So that being cannabis, either hemp or marijuana. But to vape it, because we've been smoking it, burning it for years, but burning plant material, combusting it into your lungs is very unhealthy. Bringing it to a point where it's vaporized is not. But both of those extracted products are thick. They need to be thinned out in a cartridge for that cartridge to work. And it has to be an agent that is also capable of vaporizing at a similar temperature. Gotcha. Good. Yes. <laughs> All right, that's our starting point. And it's these thinning agents that are in question. So first we have the three most popular. Vegetable glycerin, which is known as VG. VG is often a thicker carrier. It's an oil, by the way. It's a thicker carrier. It's commonly used in sub-ohm devices. When you see somebody walking down the street with a battery device that's the same size as their hand, okay, with a big tank on it, that's the size, you know, that has the, the diameter uh, or the circumference of like a quarter, mm -hmm. right? That tank and that big battery device, that's a sub-ohm device. And they usually are processing nicotine products in that. And when they take a big tug off of that thing, you see a cloud of vape that's bigger than they are. Yeah. Very good. That's yeah. sub-ohm. I don't see those very often anymore. <clears throat> they are going away. They're kind of socially un... They still fit socially. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so VG is commonly a thicker one used in sub-ohms because if you put it in something other than that, it tends to create clogs in the filtering system. Uh, then there is PG. Uh, this product is a little thinner. It is 
commonly used in cannabis small cartridges that you see that thread on a 510 battery. Mm -hmm. that, so that's probably your most common in... Correct. It is the mo one of the mo more common ones. And what does PG stand for? Do you know? Uh, I absolutely do. Uh, but I... Propa something pro yeah, like... Pro pro Propylactic... <laughs> glycerin. All right. I, I knew you were going to ask me that. I, I didn't write it down. I should have, but I know it's around here somewhere. Okay. Um, anyway, thanks for throwing that loop at me. <laughs> I, was, I see above 400. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we move into concerns, I want you to remember PG. So because the one concern that clinical is pointing at is when PG is heated above 400 degrees Fahrenheit, it could release or create a byproduct. And there might be a health concern with the byproduct. Okay. okay. So we'll okay. get to that. All right. So let's keep going. MCT oil uh, used uh, either from the coconut plant or the palm. Palm. Mm -hmm. Also can be one, but it has a medium viscosity to it. So it has to be treated. You know, there has to be some conditions met for it to work correctly in the smaller tanks that usually cannabis is in. And there's also a concern because it has a flavor. Yeah. So it'll bring a flavor along with it, which has to be dealt with. Right, right. All right. Those are the most common. There are new techniques in the market that include these two. One is a CO2 extracted hemp product like CBD or marijuana, but it was extracted in such a way that it brought more oil from the plant. And with that extra oil, they don't have to use one of these thicking, thick, the thinning, thinning agents. Ah. They still may need to treat it a little bit, and what they're treating it with is the second innovation that's coming up, which is certain types of terpenes used as thinning agents. Now, do you think this is the best, probably the best way? No, or? I think this is just the new innovative way. Okay. And they haven't quite gotten the studies back from, you know, PG right. or, or VG or MCT. So it, it's a little bit of that consumer demand thing. Mm -hmm. So that fear kind of drummed it up. And, of course, entrepreneurs want to get rid of those. Well, they just want to create new things. Right. That's in their blood is to create new things. Okay. Right? So out of, the, out of the... One, two, three, I guess three versions. What, which one would be? Uh, the the CO2 uh, seems to be the best, but then again, what is that plant material going to do at high temperatures is yet to have been discovered. Gotcha. So your answer is relevant, but we don't have an answer yet because nothing's conclusive. Okay. Yeah. And how, um, I don't want to ask a question to throw you off, but how long has vaping cannabis been around? 20 years. We know smoking. I'm <laughs> no, not 20 years. Vaping. I'm going to say 2008. I'm going to say 2007, 2008. Oh, okay. Vape. So let's talk about it. it to when we say vaping, what we mean is vaporizing the plant material. Right. All right, right. So okay. I'm going to suggest 2007, 2008, I think, is when it started. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, and without me validating that, that's, that's just what my memory serves me. Gotcha. Uh, all right, what you should not have in your vape cartridge is anything called vitamin E acetate. Right. Now, why? 
that's what happened in 2019 and 2020. That was not created from people who have a, an established business. This was cartridges made in somebody's basement, you know, in, in somebody's kitchen, their shed, whatever. Okay? Yeah. So vitamin, Illegal cartridges. vitamin E acetate. And I think everybody's done a good job of pushing out that that was not a good idea. And I don't know if it's out on the street anymore. I think I think I haven't seen a case of that happen in a while. Yeah. All right. Now, terpenes. Remember, I shared that terpenes are considered as a thinning agent, but there are th hundreds of terpene, terpenes. And the terpenes, as they were a year ago, there was a concentration concern. In other words, the lab knew that the rule of thumb was some of these concentrates, you couldn't exceed like two, two and a half percent mm -hmm. of your mixture. But you can tweak these now. So, but you have to be aware. So again, don't buy your cartridge from somebody who's doing it out of their basement because you may not, they may not be aware of the concerns of vaping terpenes in an excessive amount. Okay, okay. and what are those concerns? Do you, do you know? If you were to have too many terpenes in your vape cartridge, what do you you would just get sick? Uh, EVL, so uh, uh, e cigarette. There is a term for it. Okay. Uh, and there is very little science on it. If you want to know where I got my information, it was from the lab directors at the manufacturer of terpenes. Oh. Gotcha. And I thought that was a pretty legitimate source to get that information from. Yeah. And they did not provide me with the details on the why, mm -hmm. uh, but strongly cautioned that and we exercised uh, that ratio with discipline. Yeah. And is this all terpenes nope, or just the ones in the cannabis plant? Just commonly the ones that were out in the market a year ago. Yeah. Again, there's a large variety of them. Yeah. And for me to tell you which one had what effect right. at what level would be... Right. We'd have to dedicate a couple of shows. Gotcha. Okay, good questions, though. Yeah. All right. So, but even that front is evolving. All right. Let's keep going. So, I, I listed three of them. Vitamin E acetate, terpenes over a certain percentage. And again, you, we all don't know what they are, so you just buy from somebody who has a legitimate business. Which brings me to my third, don't do homemade cartridges. Right. Do not. Your respiratory is worth a lot to you. Don't, don't mess with it. To save a buck. Yeah, because right? I've had customers say, can I just get a, buy an a empty cartridge right. and make my own? And I, I, I said, well, I don't offer that, so no. I don't have that. Well, to do cartridges correctly, you need more than just your basement. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, and let's, uh, let's make sure we understand what is the difference between a homemade uh, cartridge. I'm going to tell you how to do this. And listen to this. If the place has a brick-and-mortar retail operation, that's the safest place. Why am I saying it this way? They're the ones who have invested the most amount and have the most to lose. They're not going to put crap out on the market. 
So a website can put anything. A website can pretend they're a retail store all day long, and they put crap out there, and you go to sue them, and they've closed their website down and, and called themselves a different name next day. They right. can even have a picture of somebody else's store on the front. Yeah. You have to be able to validate. I'm telling you, that's the quickest litmus test is that they have an established brick-and-mortar retail location. Okay. Dispensaries, CBD dis uh, retail outlets, yeah. Vape stores, you know, that have a store. Mm -hmm. Those are all have been demonstrated to be reliable sources. They got a lot to lose. Right. So they that, tend that to sense. comply. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. How about crystallization? Yes. Extracted cannabis material can crystallize. Crystallizing means one day you pull your cartridge out, you look at it, and there are lumps in your oil. Actual little crystals. Yeah, they, those crystals are, will collect and bond. Yeah. Right? And you'll get a small crystal rock in there, and it'll turn into a bigger crystal rock. Mm hmm Right? Until you can't get anything out of there because it won't let it go into the coil filter. It won't. It won't. You won't be able to vape it anymore, right? You won't It'll be able to vape it anymore. It. Now, the molecule is what causes this. It is shaped in a way that it is com more comfortable stacked. So I'll say it again, the molecule is shaped in a manner that it wants to stack naturally on top of itself. And this or on is top both of each other. cannabis and This CBD? is both CBD and THC. Okay. They both have a very similar structure and will both do this. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Let me tell you how, uh, how uh, crystallization happens when these two are present. It's cold temperatures and high concentration of product. Okay, so if you have a 500 milligram shoved in a one mil cartridge, that's a high concentration. Yeah. So keep it out of the cold. Ah. And it lasts a little longer. Okay. So, but now that kind of tells us what's going on. What goes on is when you heat this mixture back up again, those molecules will separate. So as a matter of fact, when it comes to marijuana, that THC, it's mostly the THCA that crystallizes. But you get rid of most of the THCA when you, uh, what do you call it, decarbolize. Mm -hmm. Most of the THC will go away. And if you do enough decarbolizing, then you'll stabilize your extraction. Okay. Okay. Now, there's no decarbolizing needing for, needed for CBD. So CBD may be more apt to, to crystallizing if you're buying high concentrates. All right. So keep it out of the cold uh -huh. is one. And so let's point just at CBD for right now. Keep it out of the cold. And when it does carbolize, I, I'm sorry, when it does crystallize, heat is what undo, undoes it. But if you have a sealed... If you have a sealed cartridge. cartridge, it's very difficult to apply heat, especially the kind of heat needed. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, this is not a, this is not put it in your hands and warm it up. No. no. Once it has started to crystallize, it requires temperatures that, you know, you need to exceed 300 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, okay. Right. So I, I have seen crystallized <clears throat> cartridges before. Yep. Um, I never thought to heat them up, but I wouldn't even know how to do that. So I, th listen, I wouldn't even I do that. I tried it once. 
Uh-huh. I went, wow, really? The thing, let me see if I can heat it because I understand the process. Yeah. So I took a lighter to it. Oh. And I tried to, you know, and then I guess there's plastic components in this thing. And yeah. It never worked again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and there are, there, there are, there's O-rings in there, I guess. I don't know what's in so there. So once but. you, once it crystallizes, <clears throat> you, do you just have to throw it away because... If it's a sealed cartridge, you have to throw it away. You have to just toss yeah. it. Okay. Um... All right. Hey, how about discoloration? So people buy cartridges all the time. They look at it two months later and go, what? Uh, this looks terrible. I don't want to vape this anymore. Yeah. All right. That's no more than just oxidation. Oxidation happens because of your product was exposed to two things, heat and oxygen. Or well, wasn't it light nope. also? Well, no? light carries oh. with it heat. That's all. Oh. So when you, for you and your retail outlet, when you have your cartridges sitting on your retail shelf and the sun comes in the sun is just bringing uh um, heat with it or the yeah the light from yeah case so heat and oxygen cause oxidation and the discoloration is just discoloration it's not changing anything so nothing is wrong with the cartridge it's just just changed color it's not it doesn't have a retail appeal to it anymore and is that CBD and cannabis? Is it the ter- I've I've had a manufacturer tell me, oh, that's just the terpenes. And it can be. Is it okay? Uh, no, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Yeah. I, I also understand the same thing you do that terpenes can uh, can oxidize. Uh huh. But there's a lot of things on this planet that can oxidize. So right. Th- there's so many compounds in that plant. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to say, you know, which ones are and which ones are not. So when you get it and it's kind of clear, you know, it's that light it just has color, not, golden color. not been exposed to anything that will oxidize it. Okay. So if you have a cartridge and you say, say you buy two of them. Today. I'm sorry. Say if you buy two or three of them, you just want to keep the ones you're not using and even the one you're using. Out of heat. Out of heat and sun and all that stuff. Correct. Okay. Correct. But yeah, just put it away. Put it away and uh, shoot, put it away in your... Well, I wouldn't go in your refrigerator. No, I would no. just put it in a, cold, a cool, dark. dark place. Yes. I think that's what they suggest. All right. Hey, how about refilling? A lot of people want to, you know, spend 45 49 55 whatever for their cartridge and then go, I want to put my own stuff in afterwards. Mm. Don't always work that way. I'm just going to tell you the best cartridges are sealed. Best cartridges are sealed and when i say they're sealed that means it took a device to seal it to apply enough pressure to close those those pieces those those where they connect mm-hmm. okay so again it's not usually something you can do at home yeah uh without damaging stuff uh so re- refilling is usually not a thing in cannabis yeah i i always discourage it like i said i've had people ask me you know, and I just am not comfortable having someone take a empty cartridge home and doing whatever it is they're no, going to do. No, 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 nope. And and that it leads to, leads to the next thing too, leaking. You know, if you're fiddling around with this cartridge, you may inadvertently cause leaks. Yeah. Well, let's talk about other reasons leaking happens, and I know you have a lot of knowledge on this. Uh, I've spoken with the manufacturer of what are the cartridges you use, we use in our manufacturer? Uh, Jupiter? Ju- yeah, Jupiter. 
Uh, I spoke with them and they said, well, some key things were important. One is headspace. Mm -hmm. Headspace, you're looking at the cartridge standing up on its end and you go, huh, how come they didn't fill that all the way? That was intentional. That was by design. Headspace helps to minimize the chance of this cartridge leaking. And done correctly, it should, be, it should not leak ever, ever, no matter how many cartridges you buy. And I think we have that track record with Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, you've done a good job. Now, I mean, obviously, that's one of the questions the customers will ask. How come it's not to the top? And I said, well, if it was to, that product needs a place to go, right? until it, I don't know, I don't know why it does it. I don't know why you need that space. Mechanics tells me it needs a little room. It just needs room. Yeah. Yeah. As it heats up. Mm -hmm. And so instead of pushing against uh, places where it could escape, uh, it has room to expand and decrease as you apply heat to it. Yeah. So that, that's my initial thought. Uh, they probably looked at me and said, hmm, you should probably know the answer to that. So I'm just going to tell you headspace is important. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, can I ask you one question? What about vape juice? Can you put that in a cartridge? Or does it have to be that thicker? There are lots of components to that. But oh. why would somebody want to put vape juice in that little cartridge? Seems like a waste. I meant like CBD vape juice. Or, oh, see. Or, yeah. Well, that's what our whole topic is about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's keep going. Let me get one more uh, subject on before we take our first break. Okay. I guess that's another reason I'm... So, I, I don't want to dismiss your question. So, so your question is, is these little teeny cartridges that you don't want them to open up, you want to know if they can open it up and put vape juice in it. I told them they could not because it's not the same, it's not the same consistency. Yeah, the consistency is the biggest thing, but do they know what the consistency of their vape juice is and it changes so much and usually yeah it's it's that's a it's tough a just one. a no it's a i would just say a no okay i think they're just opening up another problem uh batteries batteries are fairly generic now thank goodness the my most of our industry is like like the phone industry yeah. I mean, try to find one phone with the same cable. Hey, it's so, right? So, but the batteries for the smaller cannabis-style cartridges, all 510 thread. Yes. Boy, wasn't that, that was terrific. It was so wonderful. The, when, um, just every once in a while, you'll find an odd But they're battery, old, aren't they? But they're old, all yes. Right. So anything new, you buy a battery that looks like no more than the width, uh, the circumference of a pin. You know, standard pin. That is a 510 thread and will fit on your cartridge and vice versa. Yep. If your cartridge looks like it has a female threaded opening about the circumference of a pen, you know, the pen you write with, then you have a 510 thread. And uh, most small batteries will fit right on it. Yes. So that was nice. Uh, let's see. And how about we, we end with the last item on this easy one, which is, Taking the hit. So if you're new to vaping, taking a hit is, like you could use some tips. Like for instance, it ten, it, the terpenes in cannabis tend to agitate the back of the throat. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, you've seen people smoke, you know, the marijuana joints and they're coughing afterwards. You will see the exact same thing when they're vaping. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so if your throat is not used to that terpene, like people who are new, they're, they're going to be uh, affected by it. Right. So, and or vaping alone, right? Just the, the PG will going do this. into your lungs. VG is less. I always tell my new customers that, especially the ones that are trying to quit smoking and they have to switch from a dry heat thing going in their lungs to a, uh, it's a moisture, right? It's Vaping is, is moisture going into your Oh, in the beginning, if you're just starting, yes, yeah. yes. It's not the dry combustion of plant material if you're moving off of a cigarette or yeah. a joint. Right. Correct. So yes, there's, yes. they always call me, uh, even though I put it in the instructions that you are <laughs> going to cough. Um, and I try and say don't take such an inhale, you know, a deep inhale like they're used to, again, with a cigarette, and just start slow and try and just take a couple of puffs, a, a small inhale, and uh, no, you don't need to hold it in or anything like that until you can get used to the Right. Feel. And both you and I, I think, were uh, at this panel where a bunch of scientists were talking. Uh, but go to two points, too. So Kim's point, yes, make your first hit or two half hits. Mm -hmm. Make them small half hits because it, it's, yeah, you can take multiple ones. You'll be fine. But to sit there and cough for five minutes is, right. is annoying as crap. Yeah. So make your first couple of hits small. And then second, Kim is right. You do not need to inhale it super deep. You do not need to hold it in. We spoke to a panel of scientists and they said, no, your respiratory absorbs it quickly. Yes. She said that old thought of, <gasps> and then see how long you can hold it and everybody <laughs> sitting around, you know, Cheeks all blown out right? because <laughs> they're trying to hold this product in and, and they're trying to absorb the most they can get out of it. Doesn't isn't really true. Yeah. So light and in inhalations uh, are good. So if you're going to try this for the first time, that's our recommendation. Take smaller hits in the beginning. Uh, your your throat will acclimate. Mm -hmm. So on your third or fourth, it won't be a problem. Right. And if you are trying to use CBD for treatment, you're usually going to take, what, two to four draws? Yes. To get the sufficient amount of CBD to help you with anxiety, stress, or maybe you're just doing treatment throughout the day and you prefer to use it this way as opposed to uh, taking it as a tincture or edibles. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, we should take a break for our wonderful sponsor, Canafil. And when we come back, uh, we're going to go into some studies for you so we can share uh, what the clinical side of this conversation looks like. So we're going to take a short break and we will be right back. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners. CBD Ed Show here with lovely Kimberly Rose talking about vaping cannabis. Yeah. Down the rise. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Um, I think it's, again, if you need a little bit of relief right away, uh, it, once you start, once you vape it, it goes right into your system and any anxiety you're feeling or any of that type of situation calms it right down. And vaping nowadays, you know, that it's not socially inappropriate because those little vape cartridges really do not push out a lot of product. Right. Right. Now, I I am not talking to parents here and and being concerned about how easy it is. Uh, Hey, it's just just as easy when we grew up to sneak a beer. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, let's uh, let's move to uh, one more before one more topic before we go into the studies. And that is a recent decision, actually a final rule from the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, which suggested that that they are no longer going to allow the shipping of electronic nicotine delivery systems. And what they mean by that is cartridges. No now, cartridges. No. Now, well, let's for, let's let's move on that uh, in the order that they presented because they got they got you know shot with a lot of questions and concerns. Yeah. So there was a bill that went through the House last year that is based off of trying to limit the amount of nicotine that, especially to our youth, because of how addictive it is. And one of their things was to limit the, the access to cartridges. So the U.S. Postal Service, based on that bill that went through the House, made their decision, well, we're not going to ship those cartridges. And then they had to adjust it because of all these other questions to or any substance used in them, which then 
triggered another set of big problems because they're talking about CBD and now uh, marijuana. So just so you know, the current rule is the U.S. Postal Service will not ship cartridges of any type. And nicotine, or juice. CBD, or nicotine, you know, all of them. Nicotine, CBD, or marijuana. And I don't care if your vape juice has no nicotine. Remember, because they said, and any other substance used in them. Right. So I don't think they'll ship uh, the devices. They won't ship the juice, any juice, yeah. nicotine or CBD juice. Well, they never will. They'll never. You can, I don't think you can get any cannabis in the mail. Yeah, likely not because right. there's lots yeah. of qualifications. And now CBD has fallen into. Inadvertently fallen into this thing. Oh, I just don't know how <laughs> CBD keeps getting wrapped up in everybody else's drama. But right. Well, hey, maybe that's why we got minute of drama. Yes. Anyway, all right, let's talk about a few studies that I pulled up for you guys. And I just did summaries of each so that we could kind of get a sense for it. But they were on the top. And there weren't a ton of them. I am just going to share. So the New England Journal of Medicine, February 2020. In summary, the acute lung injury linked to the use of vitamin E containing e-liquids in vaping devices warrants the immediate attention of federal and local regulators. Now, I'm sharing that because the study was all about what the heck was in those cartridges back in 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. And they found that vitamin E was the culprit. Correct. Well, keep going. American, American College of Chest Physicians, October 2020. The problem with vaping may not be from the drug, marijuana or nicotine, but the byproducts of combustion of e-liquid carriers such as vitamin E. Mm-hmm. So uh, carcinogen particles and the vapor smoke, etc., that cause oxidative damage to the lungs. So, again, uh, another one in 2020, targeting the vitamin E acetate. And we have, uh, then we have one here that from the, uh, uh, titled The Cardiorespiratory Effects of High Temperature Electronic Cigarettes Vaping. This was in the Journal of Hypertension, June 2018. And its conclusion was intense nicotine-free e-cigarette vaping decreases transcutaneous oxygenation, increases lung injury markers and small airway resistance, but does, but does not exert, exert. Del, exert deleterious effects on microvascular endothelial functions and oxidative stress. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> so <laughs> even if it's nicotine-free, intense nicotine-free E. Let, let me let okay. me share. So what they're claiming is that the the use of these vaping devices at high temperatures, and they're mostly talking about the carriers because if it's nicotine-free, yeah, well, that's all that's left. It's a carrier. Uh, increases the injury markers. In other words, if you're going to have an injury, uh, a lung problem, uh-huh. this increases the chances of that. Okay. And the other one is the small little airways. Uh, they're suggesting that it contributes to the resistance or the decreasing 
effectiveness of those small airways okay. while you're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they're also suggesting, you know, no oxidative stress or microvascular endo. I don't, I, yeah, I, yeah. I can pull that up right now. Salil. Yep. Thank you. Okay. So that was less about the vitamin E acetate. So I wanted to be able to get that one in, but it was June 2018. I haven't seen anything past that. As a matter of fact, I've not seen a whole lot about this just a carrier without the acetate part of it in it. Uh, but I was able to pull up another one, uh, and this was carbonyl compounds produced by vaporizing cannabis oil thinning agents. So this was published in PubMed March of 2017. So this was before the vitamin D or vitamin E acetate thing even came up. Mm -hmm. And again, I can just do the conclusion, but we do want to talk about this one a little bit. PG produced high levels of acetaldehyde and formaldehyde when heated to 230 degrees centigrade, which was about 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Formaldehyde production from PEG isolate was, now PEG isolate was a not most common isolate or PEG, or PEG that people used. Okay, so this is a little bit more concentrated, just so you know. Okay. Um, was particularly high with one in inhalation accounting for 1.12% of the daily exposure limit. So one point. 12. 1.12%. 1.12. So if you're vaping it a bunch of times all day long, then that's where the problem might come in. Yeah. Okay? Right. All right. Nearly the same exposure as smoking one cigarette. Okay. Okay. And that's one inhalation? Correct. Okay. Right. Because PG are often mixed with cannabis oils, individuals who vaporize cannabis oil cannabis oil products may risk exposure to harmful formaldehyde levels. Now remember, may risk exposure. Now may means it's not conclusive. Right. Right, like, well, you'll probably already see it. Further studies required, um, as they do with everything. Yes. Although more research is needed, consumer and policymakers should consider these potential health effects before use when drafting cannabis-related legislation. Okay, so let's talk about that. So, first of all, what we need to know is, I don't have those notes, but I do know, I do understand this quite well, that CBD needs to vaporize at a temperature of 325 degrees Fahrenheit or plus, okay? And the higher it goes in temperature, Really, it's more about flavor. The CBD won't combust less than 325 degrees. Okay. All right. So that's your minimum. That's your minimum. And they're talking about this PG not creating this byproducts, these two byproducts that they're talking about, uh, acetaldehyde and formaldehyde. <laughs> they're not talking about these two byproducts until after it gets past 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Okay. So some of these small cannabis cartridges are not exceeding that temperature. 
but you go to those sub-ohms, those big ones that are, you know, vaping out huge clouds, and they are likely doing that because the higher you go in temperature, the more you get the flavor. Right. Okay. Yes. So give thought to that when you're thinking about this. Also, cannabis is very similar. Cannabis actually, uh, I'm sorry, uh, marijuana actually vaporizes at 315 degrees. So it's a little less. And at 315 degrees, again, to get that, enhance that flavor, you might have a pen that was designed to, or a cartridge that was designed to go up higher just to enhance the flavor. But not always necessary to get all the way up to 400. Yeah. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> both of these products will start to degrade at a higher temperature. 425, I think, is one place I read it. Yeah, I'm just wondering about, so I have two different types of batteries in the store. Okay. I have one, uh, the Jupiter, that has no button. No button. It's just one, one temperature. breath activated. Okay. And then I have other ones. That's three settings. That have the, the, the mild, the medium, and the high. Yeah. Do you want to stay right, like, the, in the medium? And they did talk about this, and they said my, uh, uh, low and medium should be your choices. That okay. there's not a ton of benefit in the high unless you're really going after a flavor. Okay. okay. So you're not going to get any more benefit from high? Everybody suggests but... that they will, and they think they will, but there's just not a whole lot of science showing it. Okay. Okay, so they, they recommend it in, the, in this study that I read that just stay with the, the medium or the low. Okay. Uh, again, it's, it's not conclusive. None of this was conclusive. But I thought it was interesting to understand those facts, those very specifics. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I told you opportunities. Uh, that's what entrepreneurs do is look for opportunities. So they see something like this. Oh, over 400. This is going to produce some really crappy stuff. So let me innovate something new and the public will just love it and eat it up. But the reality is, is we're not quite at that place yet. Yeah. Right. So the, so the, the risk is, is just un, uh, has not yet been determined, but it is there. Uh, let's see, what else can we get out of this that is important to discuss with you? That's about it. So if you are just doing these little small vape devices, they're, they're, it's not common that they'll go over 400. If you're doing the one with the three setting, just do the first two. Just do them, yep. Gotcha. Uh, let's see here. All right, let's go to... We're going to go a little bit longer instead of one minute. <laughs> let's talk about our drama minute. So we read an article, actually Kimberly found this article, and uh, it starts out this way. The government is growing its own marijuana. Yes. And has been doing so uh, for quite a while. Yeah, and I had no idea this was going on. Did you, Ed? I did not. We did not know that now the government is growing their own marijuana. Yeah. For, for, for quite a while, there's been a farm in the University of Mississippi that's cleared by the Drug Enforcement Administration to cultivate marijuana for research purposes. But latest studies published in the journal Frontiers show the cannabis from that source is genetically distinct, is, is distinct from what people are buying at retailer states where the plant is legal for medical or recreational use. How is it different, do they say? No. No, uh, but in other parts of this, uh, it suggests uh, research grade, but it also suggests that there was, let me see if I can find it so I can read it. 
Uh, let me see. Consistent with the results of past research on the subject, let's see, the analysis showed that the cannabis from the Mississippi operation licensed by the National Institute on Drug Abuse uh, was more similar to wild hemp genetically than marijuana that's sold in legal states. Uh, let's see. Other results. Uh, let's see. Given both genetic. Let's talk about the drama of this first because the details are light. Yeah. But the, the, the drama part of this is at the exact same time there is a bill that's getting shoved through the House called the Fair Banking Act. At the exact same time, FDA is posturing up. At the exact same time, this whole thing is likely going to become legitimized very quickly. All right. And this has been on the market for eight, nine, ten years now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know, you know, there's plenty of time there where there's a lot of planning going on. Like chess moves have been have been designed well in advance. And it makes me feel like we're going to see something happen that's gonna maybe surprise us all. Well, we would if you think about it, we're not really surprised that the government is trying to figure out something with this plant, right? Because yeah. honestly, it's just been sh bottled up and shoved and put up on the on the shelf. Because right. nobody, it's against the <clears throat> law, it's illegal, schedule one, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's the way big business likes to do work too, by the way. Big business likes to say, hey, you know what, let's let all those little guys out there kind of flush out all the problems. Yeah. And you know, if they get sued, you know, hey, we'll learn from that. Yeah. Or if they screw something up, we'll learn from that too. So let's just sit back here and just kind of watch. So what do you think is going to happen? I mean, we know that now hopefully the Safe Banking Act is going to actually take effect. Yeah. Well, taxation is already a known mm -hmm. outcome of this. Uh, somebody had had a conversation with me just a couple of days ago, and I'm saying, yeah, so these bills in the House right now, they're going to be passing soon. And he said, well, Eddie, remember, you've, you've watched bills in the House in the past. Yes. And you've been disappointed in the past. As an example, you know, some, I don't know, 10 years ago or, or maybe a little bit more, 12 years ago, uh, in the middle of the night, they passed a excise tax for indoor tanning. And they did it, it was three days before the bill passed, so nobody could intervene. And... The entire tanning industry woke up, including the consumers who are buyers of uh, that product, woke up with a 10% tax added to their service. Yeah. And it literally killed 60%. Over half of the industry, industry just went away. That was a lot of jobs lost. Mm -hmm. And by the way, when they did the math afterwards, they, they didn't come anywhere near what they thought they would come to in revenue. By the way, this was to fund the Obama uh, um, Health Care Act. Anyway, so they, were, they didn't get anywhere near it. And when I say anywhere near it, they probably only got 10% of what they thought they were going to get in tax revenue. But this particular bill, they've been telling the thing, they're going to reverse it. And they've been talking about reversing it for eight years now. And I've been watching it. And lo and behold, nothing ever happens. And I thought to myself, well, it's because they're collecting money right now. Right. Who's going to turn that down? It's not going to be first on the, uh, on the list to get things done. No. But it's different with cannabis. 
cannabis is yet to earn all this money in tax and other things, right? So it is on the verge of giving all this financial opportunity to the government. So I can't see them not moving this bill ahead. Yeah, well, that's that's or great bills. news. But does that mean then in the future the business like cannabis businesses and I mean I'm sure cannabis businesses have uh, a much higher tax bracket than than CBD businesses, right? I'm, I'm just trying yes, to yes, yeah yes. Oh, it's worth a lot. It is worth a lot. It's worth listen. Clearing the way for this uh, has financial opportunity for so many players on yeah. this planet. Yeah. Banking wins. Big industry wins. And what are they going to do with uh, it's it's funny to to that the government is growing uh cannabis because I mean uh, is anybody te are they within the thresholds are they <laughs> in the minimums are they being uh scrutinized right, and right. nope that crops no good you got to burn it all. <laughs> right. Uh no they're not we know that I'm sure. And they're saying they're doing it just for research purposes. Yeah. So now it's interesting so I read this on Leafly uh, and again, I'm not going to tell you whether it's valid or not, but they did a study and they said that uh, the military who were using cannabis were performing uh, as well as the ones that were not using cannabis. Mm -hmm. All right. So again, uh, military, government, I'm kind of looking, looking to see the connected dots. But again, I'm not saying anything out loud yet. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so this is an example. This will be an example of the drama minute. The at the end of our minute. shows. And then we probably went a little long on this one. That's because... The good old government is growing marijuana, <laughs> people. <laughs> so, which, by the way, legitimizes also something else. This product doesn't have a problem. No. It, it does not have a problem to humans. Yes. I know. It's, but it certainly also has a ton of financial or opportunity to it. So, what is our show on next week? I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a show next week. We know that. Uh, I've done so much research on so many issues. But, uh, if you, yeah, if you, go to our, if you go to our index, you'll see what our show is next week. Sorry we don't have that information. Oh, you don't, you don't know But either. I also do not. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to share with you, too, that if you have any questions about any of the studies that we, posted, we talked about today, feel free to reach out to us at info at thecbdshow.org. Yeah. We might have said .com in the past, and if we did, we apologize. And if anybody has any thoughts, like do are we pro-CBD vaping or not, we are pro. Yeah. Yes. So far, we are pro. Yes. All right. Well, listen, hey, thank you for listening today. That's going to be a wrap for today's show. I hope we served you well. Uh, we will continue to do that again next week. So this being a wrap for today's episode of the CBD Ed Show, this is Ed. And this is Kim. We're working towards a better life for both of us. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.